ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if you've got ideas for future episodes, anything else you want to get a hold of us, please do so. Two easy ways to do that are email and Twitter. The email address for the show is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. Again, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. Brother Dickinson, how are you today? Better than my sins deserve. Amen, brother. So uh, we are recording this episode at the end of October, uh, airing early in November, um, and, and we want to look back a little bit here now to uh, Pope Francis's visit to the United States back, which was boy, well over a month ago. A late, retrospective. Retrospective, exactly. Um, looking back uh, to his visit uh, near the end of September, Pope Francis came for my birthday. I don't know if you knew that, Father. Oh, it's awesome. nice of him, wasn't it? Pope Francis, I, I tried to get him to come to Pius XII Newman Center in Brookings. He did not. His boss is always there, though. Is he? <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. So, by the way, one thing we never, we, we don't usually do, we could be better at, among other things with this show, is talking about briefly who the heck we, these two guys you're listening to are. If you're a regular listener, hopefully you know our day jobs, but maybe Father would be good just real briefly telling our listeners, new or old. I'm Bruce Wayne. No, no, that's not, that's not, oh, okay. that's not what okay. I was looking for. Okay. Well, yeah, you do, you do <clears throat> dress in black and sneak around. Well, I know. But I don't speak in the Batman voice. <laughs> uh, so I'm uh, Father Andrew Dickinson, and I'm the priest director at Pius XII Newman Center in Brookings, South Dakota, uh, and the pastor of St. Paul's Parish in White, South Dakota. How long have you had that assignment now? This is my seventh year wow. for those two places. Those wow. poor people. <laughs> Especially in white, the college students, they, we're going to leave someday. We're going to be done with through. this guy. Yeah, but but God bless the St. Paul's parishioners in white. Yeah, patience. I mean, they they are growing in patience by leaps and at least they have opportunities to That's, grow in patience. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not they're affording themselves that to maximize that opportunity, they would have to tell. You Thanks that. to Bishop Swain, he's given them the opportunity to grow in that particular virtue. Yes. Well, he, he, Bishop Swain is an excellent father who wants to provide for his children. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I am Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese. I've been in this assignment for... Assignment. <laughs> well, you serve at the will of the bishop. I do serve at the yeah. will of the bishop. Um, Technically, I do at the Newman Center, too. He could fire me right, right now. Right, right. Check my email. 13... Nope. Okay. No, you're good to go. Uh, 13 years for, for me, in my case. Uh, I'm married. Uh, my wife and I, Jermaine, have five beautiful, well-behaved children going to play this episode just for them <laughs> uh we do have five great kids um and we make our home here in sioux falls where are you from father by the way i'm originally from the mother city of the dakotas oh, yeah yankton <laughs> of the dakotas nonetheless no oh less. yes it's, it's, it was the territorial capital that's oh that's right see our, our the chancellor here of the diocese of sioux falls is also a a, a a native son of of yankton south dakota he's a yankton buck i've heard this from him before but i forgot about it Know your history, Dr. Bergwald. Pope Francis is not from Yankton. He is not. 
That's a heck of a I don't know. Segue. I do not know if he was uh, invited to Yankton. And actually, I didn't officially invite him to Brookings. I didn't even tweet at him. But, uh, but we, Father Dickinson is all over the Twitters. I'm all over the Twitters. If you are a social media person, you can find me on there, I suppose, yep. at Father Andrew. It's a pretty complex uh, Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> yes, sir. So, so uh, introductions out of the way, niceties out of the way. Let's get down to business. Business. So uh, again, Pope Francis, a respect, uh, respective, a retrospective, as you aptly put it, on his visit. Some time has passed. Of course, other goings on in the church. We just recently wrapped up the synod. Mm-hmm. That's an epi- uh, topic for another episode. But we we want to and actually had um, uh, a listener to request that we talk about um, Pope Francis's visit. How did that listener contact us? They contacted us by Twitter. Really, not by yes. carrier pigeon. Not by carrier pigeon. Oh, okay. Not even by carrier pigeon's second cousin email anymore <laughs> who uses email email well, i think if, if i was to be removed from the newman center it might be an email or a phone call right right so but now it's um Twitter. so they so this person tweeted at sf diocese hashtag ignition actually not but that's another story <laughs> <laughs> i too am on the twitters oh and uh this person reached out to me that way so i didn't use the official ignition contact they didn't, forms that's then. okay they know how to get a hold of us between the two of us and the official uh forms we're reachable. Does, we're not out of touch. Does Ignition have a Pinterest account? Not yet. Should we? I don't know. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you think Ignition should have a Pinterest account, or if you'd like to manage our Pinterest account, yeah, I have even better. contact us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. You have to use email to get us on Pinterest. Or tweet at sfdiocese, hashtag Ignition. There we go. Pope Francis. Pope Francis. Sometime we'll get to the topic for this episode. We're just trying to smell like the social media sheep. There we go. There we go. So, um, why did, let's, I, and I think when we were talking and prepping this episode, you, you did a great job mm, of yeah. going back to the basics. Why did Pope Francis come to the United States in the first place? Because he wanted a cheesesteak from Philly. Well, right. Father, because uh, uh, a priest of our diocese, Father Thomas Fitzpatrick, invited him and said, You have to come to Philadelphia. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> because Father Fitzpatrick, uh, uh, who's most. Studying in Rome now for the diocese was most recently rector of the Cathedral of St. Joseph is a son of Philadelphia. Right. And he certainly is the reason Pope Francis came. Dear listeners, Dr. Bergwald was uh, uh, telling a a joke there. That isn't the reason Pope Francis came. So Pope Francis came to the U.S. not to speak to Congress, not to speak to the United Nations, not to speak to the White House, but he came for the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia. The what? World Meeting of Families. Tell me more. It was a meeting of families <laughs> from throughout the world. <laughs> so it's kind of like World Youth Day, but it's families. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So every uh, so many years, there's a gathering right. of uh, families throughout the world. And uh, they pick usually an, a diocese or an archdiocese bids on hosting them. And it was in Philadelphia. Pop quiz. Okay. Who started the World Meeting of Families? Pope John, Pope St. John Paul II? Yes, you are correct. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, because he kind of started all those world meeting things. Yeah, he did all yeah. those world meeting things. He apparently liked meetings. <laughs> world ones. Yes. 
Does that mean that there's an annual day of families? Like there's an annual youth day no, on Sunday each year no, that no, most dioceses probably don't really celebrate? No, that's that's true. There is an annual World Youth Day. I do not think there is an annual World Meeting of Families, to the best of my knowledge. Okay. I think it's also roughly every three-ish Correct. years. I think it's 2018 or something like that. Okay. Actually, it's 2015 right now. For the next one. Oh. I said for the next one. I think the last one, wasn't the last one in Mexico City? Maybe 2012. See, I th- I wonder if they like because World Youth Day they alternate things we should have researched before we went yeah. uh, on air for ignition. We're transparent about our. Uh... That's why I just transparented. Yeah, you did. Uh, the uh, but I thought like World Youth Day they usually alternate between Europe and non-Europe. I I don't know. You never noticed that with World Youth Day. I didn't. It's usually like in Europe, outside of Europe, in Europe, outside. So of Europe. European centric, Eurocentric. Anyway. Well, the World Cup's that way. Oh. I think too, right? Yeah. Where was the last World Cup? No idea. Brazil, and then Russia, and then Qatar. Yeah, that's, a, so. whole, that's a topic for an episode. Uh, that's not really a cup. You're listening to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. We're not talking about the World Cup. <laughs> We're talking about the so, world meeting of families that Pope Francis which came to the Which is the real US reason for. that Pope Francis came to the U.S. And so uh, talking to Congress, talking to the United Nations... Uh, talking to the White House, we're all just gravy. Right. Oh, right. as long as I'm here, I might as well do that. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I mean, when I travel long distances, I don't just go for the weekend. Right. I mean, it makes sense to, come, if you're coming for a particular reason, but if possible, for it's the Holy Father, for goodness sake. Um, why not? And and in this particular case, oh, Father Dickinson, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, wouldn't the Holy Father probably have, like, other things he could be doing in Rome? Probably. Okay. I'm sure he probably can take his work with him. Jet lag is just a hard thing to get over, though. You might yeah, as well come for Especially when you're 78 years old. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, he came for the world meeting of families. Uh, I think it's worth noting well, that reflects his emphasis of late. Oh, very much so. Uh, if you listen to, if you want to look up listeners, uh, his Wednesday audiences from this spring, uh, April and May, uh, he gave some beautiful Wednesday audience addresses on the importance and the meaning of the family. And even uh, Laudato Si uh, is very much about his love for the family and his concern about the family, especially the family of the poor. Laudato Si being? His uh, encyclical uh, released this summer on uh, our caring home. for our common home. Right. Uh, right. Stewardship. So this, so an emphasis in the family, of course, we just, as we mentioned, we concluded one synod, one gathering of bishops in Rome together with the Pope, which is really part two um, the the free previous synod held last fall on mm-hmm. the same topic. So this emphasis on the family, the synods, the general audience addresses this spring, um, the world meeting of families just reflects mm-hmm. a concern that he, with together with his brother bishops, have for the well-being of the family. Right. Um, and just to emphasize the beauty of the family, the promise of the family, the power of the family, the opportunity of the family. Uh, family's where it's at. <laughs> and, and, and we see that in all, all sorts of ways. Dr. Bergwald. Yes. Thank you for having a good Christian family. We try. Or at least trying to. Yeah. Right. Which is, I mean, what it means to have a good Christian family is, is just you trying. trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, we, again, um, we're coming up less than two months to go, Father, until... Christmas? Yes. Okay. 
at which we will celebrate the nativity. Ah, in which Jesus was born into a? Family. Yeah. Right, right. That was one of, uh, I think, Pope Francis's great points at the uh, actual world meeting of families. They said he uh, went, supposedly went off script uh, at the vigil, so they have kind of like a World Youth Day set up, if you're familiar with that, Ignition listeners. Uh, they would have... Um, like a vigil the night before, and the Pope would give an address of some sort, usually shorter, and then the day of would have a mass uh, in which uh, there'd be another address, or I mean a homily, obviously, in the mass. But supposedly in the one that night, he kind of went off script uh, a little bit uh, and uh, improvised, or uh, did some improvisation just on this idea of the beauty of family and God choosing the family. Mm. That God chooses to entrust the whole world to a family uh, in creation, in Adam and Eve, uh, it's not just individuals, but a marriage, a family that the world's entrusted to, which we can talk a little more about, or also God entrusting his son uh, to be born into a family. Right, right. I, we, we sort of, as Christians, I think we take that almost for granted <laughs> in some ways. We don't we don't reflect, we don't pray, we don't meditate enough on the the, the centrality in the of the family mm-hmm. in God's plan. And the family as more than just any kind of, uh, association of people of like-mindedness. Right. Because I think in our own day and age, we use the word family uh, pretty loosely. Right. You know, we might talk about my Twitter family. We might talk about my school family. We might talk about my work family. But if you think about it, those are actually the exact opposite of family. Oh, because... Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Well, you fit. No, you know, you, you, I want to see if Well, you this is it. what I think. So... Because I got you with that, you were thinking. All of those things, we come together because we have some common interest. Yes, and you're choosing that relationship. Yes, right. Whereas? In a family, not necessarily common interests, and definitely not something we choose to do. Yeah, I mean, aside from marriage. Right, yes, good point. Right. Right. Marriage is found on that choice. But then, as far as like your parents, and even like your children, you don't choose who your children are. Right. You know, I mean, aside from... We should do an ignition episode on uh, pro life 3.0. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, ooh, code. But talk. still, still, even choosing the genetic make, we're talking. Well, I think right. Father's talking about like inter, inter, genetic inter- engineering your children. It, it nature and nurture, right? I mean, okay. um, it doesn't matter what the genetics are. That still doesn't guarantee that I'm going to get what I want to get. So there's still a lack of control. There's still the fact that I do not ultimately choose the kind of child that I have, no matter what uh, technology I employ to try to accomplish that. Exactly, exactly. Um, that even though you might make those choices, I mean, the, the life of a child, the, the raising of the child is something that just, uh, and even, well, you know that as a parent, even though you're making choices for your child all the time, they have their own will. Right, right, exactly, yeah. they do. You're listening to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can email <laughs> us. Ignition at us. I'm waiting for Father to fill in the blank there. Um, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Tweet us, SF Diocese, hashtag Ignition. So, so the Pope came to the U.S. in September for the World Meeting of Families, but he also, as you mentioned, he, he uh, had an address um, at the White House with President Obama. He was the first Pope to ever address the, uh, a joint session of Congress. He um, addressed, as many of our previous Popes, all of our previous Popes, going back to the 
Paul VI, um, he addressed uh, the General Assembly of the UN um, and the largest gathering of heads of state in history, uh, as far as we know, well, it was. Um, and, and so he spoke about uh, things that we have in common as human beings and also about what we bring, uh, in particular as disciples of Jesus Christ, as Catholic Christians. Uh, but he also did some other things too. Uh, in particular, he spoke with um, the Bishop of the United States, and, and we'll speak mm. here in a minute about um, uh, uh, Bishop Swain and, and just touch briefly on his experience because he traveled out to to Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., uh, as did most of the bishops of the United States. So, Father, did all these things sort of focusing and the pinnacle of them being um, the world. And actually, he wasn't actually, like, technically, he was not at the world meeting of families. Did you did you know that? Well, yeah, because they, they like extended it longer. Yeah, they, they, the world meeting actually ended like on Friday. So they had this festival thing Saturday right. and Sunday. Uh, but he, he, so he, that was the pinnacle of his time uh, before he returned to the U.S. or be returned, uh, left the U.S. and returned to Rome. Um, but there were a number of, I think, all sorts of ways there was an impact. Of course, it got incredible media coverage. We should point that out to begin with, Father. Right. Well, and uh, actually, I we had uh, um, a couple of parishes in town had uh, the, um, um, gosh, uh, Sisters of Life, a couple of parishes in, in the diocese had the Sisters of Life in. And they were even talking about how, like, the different news shows were scrambling to get people to comment uh, to be commentators on this phenomenon, because I think the the news people prepare like, oh, we will have a little bit on the Pope, and then things will die down. Right. But like, as long as he was around, everyone was going ape about the Pope. Right. Can I tell you this funny story from the please, sisters? Please. So, Sisters of Life are a religious order from New York City, uh, dedicated to caring for uh, human life and all of its uh, difficult situations. Founded in 1991 by Cardinal uh, O'Connor, the Archbishop of New York. And uh, they came in and spoke at several different parishes in the diocese. And, uh, so they're speaking at our Newman Center and telling us about how um, uh, Katie Couric, who now does recorded news for Yahoo. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's no longer with CBS. Or no, she's this newscast for Yahoo. And uh, so for some reason, so they like they're looking for like we need some like women to talk about Pope Francis. And, and I think they were looking for maybe a specific slant of uh, woman commentary, maybe along the lines of American notions of like uh, liberal or progressive or things like that. And so they did a search of like, you know, women in the church, something like that. And like the first link that came up was the Sisters of Life. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so these interns nice. not knowing anything about we'll uh, the Sisters, Sisters of Life, like, oh, hey, what's, hey, would you be willing to come in and like, would you have someone from your group that would willing to come in and talk on the air about... Uh, 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 the Pope Francis's visit. And, and we also have like father so-and-so coming and like they knew who father was. They knew that father was a, a pretty good uh, man of the church and would speak pretty well as well. Uh, and so it's just like, oh yeah, certainly. And so they get on and they're on the air with uh, with Katie Kirk, this uh, priest and the sister. And they're just giving these like, beautiful answers about like uh, love of the church and the church's wow. teachings and all these things. And, and like the, apparently... The, this other sister who's telling me the story was there in the studio just kind of because they always go in pairs at least and was kind of praying in support for her sister who was on air and she's like the production assistants are like scrambling like we got to find someone else <laughs> to counteract these two because this Oops. is way too uh orthodox catholic we don't want to just be a promo for the catholic church right. we want to show division in the catholic church right. or something so they end up like finding someone else to come in um uh, a similar. I've got a funny follow-on to this too. Oh, though. do you? Please. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you know how the internet, like, usually nothing dies. 
Yeah. So if ignition listeners, like once something gets out on the internet, it usually lives forever. Right, like right. even if you yourself take down what you put up, someone else probably has saved it yep. in some way and it's still there. So I went onto Yahoo to search for past episodes of Katie Couric. And I found links and references to this episode, but couldn't actually pull really? up this episode. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Really interesting. And so, wow. so I really wanted to see that and how uncomfortable. So while, um, during the world media families, uh, we had a pilgrimage from our diocese go out to Philadelphia. Right. Um, so there for the actual meeting and then stayed for the festival with Pope Francis, um, led by Travis Benson in our marriage, family and respect life office and uh, spiritual director for the trip uh, with uh, Mr. Benson and the pilgrims was Monsignor Charles Mangan. Uh, someday during that week, Monsignor Mangan gets an email um, M, uh, no, Fox Business Channel would like to. Would you be? Would you come on air tomorrow morning and 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 talk about the Pope visit? Really? Okay. So he did. Oh, cool. Uh, just like random, Celebrity. almost randomly. Yeah. Um, Jonette Beck of ben- Benkovic, Benkovic from uh, EWTN. Uh-huh. She had uh, uh, mentioned Monsignor Mangan. Oh, and excellent. So Fox Business, but yeah, he just, he's bigger than Ignition. Yeah, yeah, much bigger than Ignition. <laughs> he always was. Most people are. <laughs> So, yeah, so so a lot of media coverage, obviously. Um, Huge one, impact. One of the things that really struck me in terms of impact was um, it was the day afterward. This is, you, talk about, you talked about American politics and oh, so yeah. on earlier. Um, the, the day afterwards, um, the, well, I guess technically he still is, um, as we're recording this, the Speaker of the House, uh, Representative John Boehner of Ohio, um, announced that he was going to be stepping down as Speaker of the House, yeah. one of the most powerful positions in American politics, um, in line for the presidency after the vice president, where something had happened, the president, vice president, Speaker of the House becomes president of the United States. Choosing, of not because of a scandal or anything, but just to step down, and he said... Um, that it was was in lo- the timing of it. He he's been winding into this for like a year, but he attributed the timing of it, um, sort of the abruptness of it, to just being struck by his time with Pope Francis um, in the joint session of Congress to to the joint session of Congress the day before. That really there's more to life than politics. Yeah. So so that to me that was a very almost quote unquote real world. Impact. Um, impact of of his visit, um, from what I and I haven't heard spoken with Bishop Swain in great detail about this, but but it, it, from what I've heard, he really uh, it was a moving experience for him, um, uh, both in D.C. and in Philadelphia, being one of of the several hundred American bishops um, who were able to meet with with Pope Francis, um, that he was really energized by the visit. Right, uh, Pope Francis spoke some cursed, challenging words, as is Pope Francis's right want. Uh, but also very encouraging to them, uh, I think. And, and Bishop Swain certainly bearing that out. Just uh, he um, he got back from that on a Monday, uh, and that's while the uh, the Catholic Foundation, uh, Catholic Community Foundation, was having its annual Bishop's Charity Hunt that Monday and Tuesday. And Bishop Swain returned, and so of course he wasn't there to hunt with us Monday, but he came out for the banquet that Monday night, and uh, you know he. He'd been on the road, which, you know, is, is never easy on you. And right. been in a lot of public things, which is never easy on you. And then just flown and then driven, you know, two hours out to uh, Kimball, to this wonderful family who hosts the hunt. And, uh, but he was, just, he was really energetic about it and just that it really touched him uh, and just been invigorated by just uh, uh, the presence of uh, Pope Francis and connection, I think. Maybe not so much even just with the person or the personality, but with the office. Right, right. 
that this, yeah, th- this is this is the vicar of Christ. This is the successor of Saint Peter, um, the visible leader of the church in the world. Right, which I think really just kind of shows. I think another impact of Pope Francis' visit is uh, we talked about this bit with the media, but just the power of the papacy. You know that uh, as much as we like to think in our Western mindset and very influenced by like the Protestant Reformation. Uh, the idea that we're all grown up and we don't need an overseer, we don't need a pope or something like that to to tell us what to do. You know, in some ways we kind of want that father, that, that a pope is more than just someone who tells you what to do. He's, right. he's a point of unity. He's a rallying point. Right. He's a flag. Um, he's uh, um, And he's a father uh, that consoles and encourages as well. We, you know, um, in Italy, you know, the, 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 the term of affection for the pope is il papa. Yeah. You know, yeah. almost daddy yeah. in connotation. Um, so, so this it's it's he's not just a religious leader or let alone a figurehead. Um, he truly is a, a spiritual father, right? I, I, I your father, right? Um, our bishops are spiritual fathers. Right. The bishop of Rome is in particular a spiritual father. Hence, we call him the Holy Father. <laughs> Funny. How about that? There's yeah. a reason for the things we do. What we do makes me think back to uh, I was having a. Uh, a wedding. This is a number of years ago, and I had witnessed the vows of a uh, a Catholic with a non-Catholic, and the, the non-Catholic was a, a Lutheran, a, a very kind of strict Lutheran brand, the Ap- Apostolic Lutheran, I believe. And uh, the father of the, of, uh, the Lutheran party at the reception comes up to me and says, "You know, you know what I like about you Catholics? I mean, that whole Pope thing. You know, I mean, he just really <laughs> keeps you guys together. <laughs> it's all I could do at that reception not to say, you know, you could have him too." <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I just didn't know no, how to answer you can't that have in the wedding reception. He's ours, not yours. Yeah. Come on back. Yep. Yep. Come uh, on back. I should mention uh, back in episode 234, which uh, aired just about a month ago, Emily Hoffman and I mm-hmm. talked particularly about John Paul II, but but <laughs> we touched on this this point as well. The 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 attractive power of the papacy. Right. Even in a country like ours where somebody who has a role like that ought to be vilified almost. Right, especially in our democratic mentality, right, which is very, we're very egalitarian. No one's better than anyone else and anything like that. And we don't like authority. In some ways, we don't like office uh, and that and that notion. I want to bring him down a couple of notches. Right, right. We're so attracted to that. And we, and we, because we know we need it. In some exactly. Way. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you talk about that attractiveness in that way. Um, even like someone like Pope Benedict, who is very shy, Pope Emeritus Benedict. Uh, very shy, very reserved. He still drew uh, huge crowds. In fact, some people say he even actually was drawing bigger crowds as audiences than uh, John Paul, Pope St. John Paul II or Pope Francis. Or Pope Francis. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And mostly because he was just such a gifted uh, speaker and uh, and visitor. Right. Yeah. Right. So and it, well, yeah, and with the heart of a teacher. And that goes back to what you're saying before. It's not so much about the personality right. of the office holder. It's the office itself. It's the office itself. Yeah, it's Peter. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Peter is here. Peter is here. And and Peter was here. <laughs> and his boss still is. Yes, and his boss still is. <laughs> Every Wednesday at the Pius Twelfth Newman Center, all day adoration. Six thirty AM Knights of Columbus Holy Hour. And then adoration until five thirty PM Mass. And 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 you have daily mass at the Newman Center. Yes, well, I right? do. There you go. So, um, it, just just some brief thoughts, I think, uh, on on the visit. Looking back at what Pope Francis had to say, yeah. And uh, with that, we will wrap up this episode of Ignition. 
Again, you can email us with uh, any questions, ideas you have for future episodes, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.